Broadcasting live from atop the Rocky Mountains, the crossroads of the West. West. You are listening to the Liberty Roundtable Radio Talk radio Show. Talk show. Oh, wow. All right. Happy to have you along, my fellow Americans. Sam Bushman live on your radio. Hard-hitting news that was refused to use, no doubt, kicks off now. This, my fellow Americans, is the broadcast for... Wow, it's already February the 3rd. Or, I'm sorry, February the 4th. It is Friday, February the 4th, in the year of our Lord, 2022. This is our one of two and our goal always to promote God, family, and country and to protect life, liberty, and property on your radio and the traditions of our founding fathers. We use the blueprint for liberty, the supreme law of the land, the Constitution, for the United States of America as our guide. We reject revolution. We stand for peaceful restoration of the greatest country on the face of the earth. Without further ado, quickly, a recap of yesterday's broadcast. Jeff Zucker resigns as president of CNN after failing to disclose a sexual relationship with Allison Gallist, his, quote, right-hand woman. Jeffrey Tubin, same <laughs> network, CNN, admits masturbating on Zoom, says it was moronic and indefensible. After the sad scandal, Joe got married to Mika Brzezinski in 2018. Americans love a good scandal, ladies and gentlemen, until the next one comes along. <laughs> Pamela Anderson and Tommy Lee had a sex tape. Perhaps the most memorable sex scandal in America was between former President John F. Kennedy and Marilyn Monroe. Yeah, the Americans had a appetite for gossip on that dude, right? The handsome president, the sexy woman, they loved it. The real story behind the release of Kim Kardashian's sex tape. People don't want the truth to get in the way of a good story, ladies and gentlemen. I'll tell you that right now. We talked all about it. And you say, Sam, that's a really salacious show for you to do. I don't think so. I'm highlighting the reality of what we're titillated with on a daily basis by your government media, by your CIA-owned and controlled media. See, these thugs want to destroy your culture. It is a culture war. And so they want to titillate with sex and manipulate with perversion and lead with propaganda and the list goes on and on. ladies and gentlemen unless you turn that crap off you get what you deserve now, i don't mean to be belligerent and blunt and crazy but i'm telling you you gotta take it on directly the reason that we have the problems in society today everywhere is because we're letting men and women travel together alone we're putting men and women in hotel rooms and eating together and spending time together alone you wonder why it turns out wrong it's blatantly obvious, ladies and gentlemen. You got to dub it the Mike Pence rule, ladies and gentlemen. Mike Pence will not dine with a woman that is not his wife. Mike claims that he will not be alone with another woman or attend an event with alcohol served without his wife being present, ladies and gentlemen. Why does he have such a so-called old-fashioned rule? Because Mike Pence introduced himself as a Christian, a conservative, and a Republican in that order. Ladies and gentlemen, many evangelical Christians and many others follow rules like this, okay? You don't want extramarital one-on-ones with women, even for legitimate business reasons. Now, I know they mock him for this, but ladies and gentlemen, it's a mindset. A man who is married should not have female friends or relationships, okay? Men and women are meant to serve God in a contained, organized partnership. 
intimacy of any, any kind eventually leads to sexual temptation. All right? That's what you got, folks. And uh, I know it's a big, long discussion, and I know a lot of people disagree with me on it, but I'm telling you the reason we have the troubles we have today is because we're violating these fundamental realities. You want to solve the problem? Then, as I mentioned, the story of the king deciding which driver to hire, the one that took two wheels off the side of the canyon but, hey, drove professionally, and, wow, that was incredible driving, or the guy that drove slow and mellow and stayed far away from the cliff. I'm telling you right now, if we don't put ourselves in these horrible situations, you won't end up with these horrible outcomes, whether it be celebrities and professionals and leaders and big businessmen and women and actresses and actors and presidents and politicians. And that's all on the national stage for us to see as we parade this porn of celebrity behavior across the stage. Look, this is happening in personal lives, destroying families, too. And the way to avoid it, ladies and gentlemen, is don't get yourself in those situations. Okay, I'm just telling you right now, 90% of the time, alcohol or drugs are involved. 90% of the time, you could have avoided it by not getting alone in the first place. We need to have a cultural shift, ladies and gentlemen, towards God's laws. And until we do, you can expect more of the same and for it to get worse. Sorry to be so blatant and blunt, but it's got to be told, ladies and gentlemen. Somebody's got to tell the tale. Might as well be me, huh? All right, announcing dark or denouncing dark money and then deploying it. In 2020, it's huge how Democrats built an elaborate multi-billion dollar dark money network while simultaneously railing against the scourge of dark money. Yep, they built a big old network secretly while they were telling you how horrible dark money was and how against it they were. The findings, ladies and gentlemen, reveal the growth and ascendancy of a, quote, shadow political infrastructure that is reshaping American politics in secret. Nonprofits simply do not abide by the same transparency rules or donation limits as parties or campaigns do. Secret money vehicles, ladies and gentlemen, will continue to usher in an anonymous new dark money arms race. We also played the Ron Paul report. We talked about Whoopi Goldberg suspended. For the view, from the view, despite her second apology, yeah, she said the Holocaust had nothing to do with racism or race. You know what? She's wrong on the point. But believe it or not, I stood up before anybody else defending Whoopi. And not defending what she said, because I disagree, but defending her right to say it. Oh, imagine a First Amendment believer like that. That's me, baby. The First Amendment, I don't have to agree with her at all on the point. But she has every right to say it. She ought not apologize. If she thinks it and believes it, she has every right to articulate it. This is America, not the communist nation of China. All right, enough of that. That's a recap of the broadcast that took place yesterday. It is still available at libertyroundtable.com and lovingliberty.net. Spread the word and share the love, would you please? Without further ado, news the network refused to use starts right now. Chris Carlson with me every Friday. Welcome to the broadcast, my brother. That's a big 10-4 there, Jabberjaw. Without God, we can never win. With God, we can never lose. The battle for freedom is the Lord's, but we need to be engaged in the fight. Jabberjaw, Lieutenant Carlson, reporting for duty, duty, sir. If the American people, ladies and gentlemen, ever allow private banks to control the issue of their currency, first by inflation, then by deflation, <clears throat> the banks and corporations that will grow up around them will deprive the people of all property, all property, 
until their children wake up homeless on the continent their fathers died for. Thomas Jefferson, ladies and gentlemen, that's what we're talking about today. The Federal Reserve, it is out of control. I'll tell you what, and you haven't heard the first or last of it, even though we've talked for 25 plus years of how satanic, how evil, how immoral, how criminal those who have been involved in the Federal Reserve truly are. They all ought to be literally arrested, tried, and hung for treason, ladies and gentlemen. That's my personal opinion to which I'm entitled. First Amendment baby. Chris, you've got the title for today's topic, right? Yes, sir. And the, the, the founding fathers, by the way, would have hung them for treason. Yeah, so the the headlines on every newspaper should be yelling, yelling, not yelling, yelling, critics yelling, start yelling, yelling. And that has to do with the, the by great By the way, that reveal. would amount to a lot of yelling. A lot of yelling, yeah. And Janet Yellen, by the way, is the first Yellen that, that I referred to there, who is the Secretary of the Treasury. We need Yellen to start yelling about the dishonesty and the cover-up going on. The question then related that we'll answer today is, do we really operate, ladies and gentlemen, in a free market? You can obviously answer the question. I wish. Amen to that. There's a news blackout. Chris, let's talk about it. Yep, four days ago. Now, this is an article in Wall Street on parade it's a website that's been around for i believe 35 years that's what they say and in the beginning statement in the article is four days ago so that would have been december 30th of last year so just a, a little over a month ago sam the federal reserve released the name in other words banks. let's be clear four days ago they're talking about when they wrote the article for us it's just over a month ago as we bring the article to your attention go ahead sir exactly the Federal Reserve released the names of the banks that had received $4.5 trillion, that's trillion with a T, not billion or million, in cumulative loans in the last quarter of 2019 under its emergency repo loan operations for a liquidity crisis, and that should be in quotes because we didn't have a liquidity crisis then, um, that has yet to be credited. Yeah, hold on. Explained. Yeah, we did. You just didn't know about it. Yeah, yeah. You didn't know about it, or you don't need to know about it. That's not your business, right? This is the Federal Reserve we're talking about after yeah, all. Yeah, we don't want to let it go secret. political or anything, you know. No, we don't want to startle people. You know, just let them do their job, and we'll go about quietly doing our jobs, paying for the increase in inflation that they cause on a regular basis. Among the largest borrowers, Sam, were J.P. Morgan Chase, Goldman Sachs, and Citigroup three of the Wall Street banks that were at the center of the subprime and derivatives crisis in 2008, if you'll remember that, that brought down the U.S. economy. And it just goes on to basically say that uh, the Federal Reserve quietly, starting in September of 2019, and you'll, you probably reported about this, they quietly went about giving uh, a total of 24 banks uh, what were referred to as emergency repo loans. You remember that term? And everybody scratched their head and said, what's an emergency repo loan? We're going to talk about it, ladies and gentlemen. We're going to give you the skinny. It's Chris Carlson and Sam Bushman on your radio. Hard-hitting talk at your fingertips via libertyroundtable.com, lovingliberty.net, brighteyonradio.com, and more. Is receiving a faith-based, character-focused education for your children difficult to find? Do you believe that godly principles should be a central component in your child's education? 
Imagine a school where faith and integrity are at its center, where heritage and responsibility instill character. For over 40 years, American Heritage School has been educating both hearts and minds, bringing out academic excellence. This is the school where character and embracing the providence of a living God are fundamental, where students' national test scores average near the 90th percentile. With American Heritage School's Advanced Distance Education Program, distance is no longer an issue. With an accredited LDS-oriented curriculum from kindergarten through 12th grade, your children can attend from anywhere in the world. American Heritage School will prepare your child for more than a job. It will prepare them for life. To learn more, visit American-Heritage.org. That's American-Heritage.org. Scott Bradley here. Most Americans are painfully aware that the nation is on the wrong track and in dire straits. Unfortunately, most political pundits only nibble around the edges when they claim to address the issues. Even worse, many of the so-called solutions are simply rewarmed servings of what got us into the mess we currently face. And the politicians think we're so gullible and naive that we'll buy their lies that they have reformed and now understand where they led us astray. Unfortunately, the truth of the matter is that they simply wish to continue to hold power. The solution to America's challenges is found in returning to the timeless principles found in the United States Constitution. My book and lecture series will reawaken in Americans an understanding and love of the principles which made this nation the freest, most prosperous, happiest, and most respected nation on earth. Visit to preservethenation.com and order my book and lectures to begin the restoration of this great nation. All right, ladies and gentlemen, Sam Bushman, Chris Carlson on your radio. We're talking about the fact that, you know what? There was a news blackout on the Fed's naming of the banks that got emergency repo loans. They finally uh, named the banks, but there's virtually been a news blackout of a financial news story. They, meaning the folks at WallStreetOnParade.com, have never seen such a news blackout of a story of this kind of magnitude in their 35 years of watching Wall Street and the Fed ever. This is a huge story, ladies and gentlemen. It's the first time the Fed intervened in the repo market since 2008, as you know. That was the first financial or the biggest financial crash since the Depression. They called it the Great Recession at the time because they didn't want to admit it was as bad and or worse as the Depression. You say, well, Sam, how come we don't feel it? The answer is because they can literally prop up the financial markets with dishonest money. Uh, and it's all a confidence game. As long as we believe in the currency, it'll have mojo power like you wouldn't believe. But these guys break down the banks that got the money and everything else. But this has never really been explained, Chris, or even admitted to. They just started handing out the money left and right to core banks. Uh, and they didn't tell anybody. They just showed the amounts coming out, but they didn't show who they gave it to. Uh, but we're starting to connect the dots, right? Well, there's a law that states that after two years, they have to reveal them. But the problem is, Sam, unless you listen to, um, unless you read this article, Wall Street on Parade, uh, you didn't hear it from Bloom- Bloomberg News. You didn't hear it uh, from the Wall Street Journal or in the Wall Street Journal, the New York Times, the Financial Times, the Dow Jones, Market Watch, all of these, these major financial outlets, they didn't report it. It should have been blockbuster news, Sam. 
because that's our money, $4.5 trillion that they stole, literally, well, it's a little bit complicated. They didn't take it from our bank accounts, and that's the whole trick of the operation. If they just print it, they're not really stealing it from us, Sam, but they're stealing the wealth from our bank accounts and our portfolios, and that's the insidious nature of what the Federal Reserve does on a daily basis, and the American people don't understand that and that's what we're trying to do this morning we're trying to to inform the american people about what happens when the federal reserve monetizes a situation but the thing about it is why there was no liquidity crisis like there was in 2008 to 2010 there but and then the covid 19 they didn't they couldn't blame it on the covid 19 situation because that hadn't uh, occurred until a few months later they started in september of 2019 um, and they just quietly went about their business. They called it uh, an emergency repo bailout. And but I American submit people, to you there was a liquidity crisis. Okay. And Explain let me tell you please. how and why. Let's say that I'm the ultimate planner, and I know that I'm going to give out a ton of COVID money, like trillions. And I know that I'm going to have to um, <clears throat> lift the debt ceiling. And I know that all these things are coming down the pike. I'm going to tell you there's a liquidity crisis. I'm going to beg for a repo loan because if you do this, what you're intending to do, I will not have the money to back you. I'm the bank. You're the, you know, the, you're the guy that calls the shots, calls the plays. I'm the bank here. I'm not going to have enough money to do what you want. If you do that, I will have to melt down. So you need to give me the money ahead of time so that when you make that call, I'll be ready. So this is ultimate planning. Uh, and you can see it by tracing the money. The only reason they had the money to give all Americans all this cash, the only reason they had the ability to raise the debt ceiling is because they solved it on the front side of the debate. Hey, you're going to call for all this. You better make sure we're ready. So they go ahead and they pass out the cash to all these banks. Now they're all geared up and ready, knowing what's coming down the pike. It just proves that this is central organized planning at its worst or best, depending on who you are, right? Yeah, maybe that's why they call this thing the pandemic because it was planned, and I believe it. I believe that the uh, virus was manufactured in a Wuhan lab, and everything, like they say, politics doesn't happen by accident. I mean, all these things are planned. They know what they're doing. We, the American people, don't know what they're doing, and that's why we're being fooled every day, Sam, and we're just trying to get the message out. So they, they create this, I, I believe it's a moral, well, of course it's a moral hazard. It's our money. It's Congress should be the ones printing it, by the way. In fact, the Constitution doesn't even allow them to print. It allows them to coin money out of precious metals, gold, silver, copper, etc. And if we, we did that, we wouldn't have the inflation that we're experiencing today, 7%. But because the Federal Reserve usurped that power 108 years ago, Sam, and the American people allowed it then. We continue to allow it. And we, as long as we continue to allow that to happen, nobody's money is secure, just like you and Brian Russ talk about all the time. Uh, there's no stability economically when our money can be printed uh, as much as the Federal Reserve chooses. And, the, and Congress has no oversight. The president has no oversight. Nobody has oversight over what the Federal Reserve, and we're going to talk about all the European banks that they bailed out during the 2008-2010 crisis, Sam. 
So, they ladies and gentlemen, just... before we get to the European side of this equation, understand, ladies and gentlemen, this is the first time the Fed intervened in the repo market since 2008, ladies and gentlemen. They say that was the financial crash, the worst crash since the Great Depression. Now, listen carefully, because this is important to understand. All the banks that got the big money ahead of time in this, quote, liquidity crisis um, bailout, okay? Understand the Federal Reserve released the names of the banks. Every one of these are stockholders, Chris. Yeah, like I said, moral hazard. If, if I regulated an entity that uh, had this type of power and they use that power for my benefit, wouldn't that be a conflict of interest? Isn't that a legal term? Uh, and, and, and shouldn't that be negated by constitutional principles? Of course it should be. By moral principles. Forget the Constitution. This just simple uh, Christian morality tells you that you don't have a circular self-benefiting situation like this that we all as Americans pay for. $4.5 trillion is not petty cash, Sam. Four point five. Uh, okay, let's let's go through this exercise really quick. A million dollars is a thousand times a thousand. That's a lot of money. If you or I had a million dollars, Sam, we'd be set. We'd be able to invest that in a way that we'd be set for life. A billion is a thousand times that. A trillion is a thousand times a billion, which is a thousand times a thousand times a million. We're talking about real money, and they throw this stuff around as if it's chump change. Uh, 4.5 trillion dollars that's the amount they spent in that short one year less than one year period of time in, in 2019 and 2020 that's greater than the, the United States entire national budget for a year okay and another thing I want to point out the entire this entire wealth transfer Sam occurred under the Trump administration that great a conservative president donald trump yes okay. it did the big lie continues ladies and gentlemen so they basically handed out the money and the amounts in 2019 before coco hit right but i say to you that it was all planned and the banks just told the government look you're not going to be able to call on all this money for your pandemic and for all that you got going on if you don't give us money ahead of time we'll have a liquidity we will melt down if you don't grease the skids or prime the pump or whatever term you want to use. So these stockholders in the Federal Reserve, ladies and gentlemen, understand it's a private consortium of bankers, this Federal Reserve. It's not government. It's not federal at all. It's just a lie by name, okay? Federal Express isn't government either, by the way, just to make the point. However, these are stockholders in the Federal Reserve. So by the way, ladies and gentlemen, this is like giving money to yourself. They literally said, hey, give us a bunch of free money. And then we'll be able to back your play, government. What would have happened if they didn't give the money in 2019, but yet they started passing out all the money to the COCO recipients or to whatever you want to call the pandemic uh, handout of literally trillions of dollars. And then the raising of the debt ceiling and the expenditures and the, okay, you look at it, I'm telling you, the whole system would have crumbled before your very eyes. The con game continues is the point but look this is republicans and democrats this ladies and gentlemen understand this very clearly this has been going on for well over a hundred years and both parties the deep state the shadow government the whatever you want to call it um has been in bed with this the whole time this isn't left right this isn't republican democrat 
This is criminals against we the people, Chris. Let's call it what it is, shall we? And it's a it's a an information war. And you and I, Sam, are trying to get the information out. And you know, right now we can resolve it peaceably. Let's do so before we have to resolve it violently, because I'm not a violent person, Sam. Let's pray it can be peaceful, ladies and gentlemen. That's our hope. That's our 25-plus years on the radio efforts and more. Chris Carlson with me. I'm Sam Bushman. This is Liberty Roundtable Live. Even Glenn Beck is telling this story. We'll tell you about that, too, coming up. Pursuing Liberty, using the Constitution as our guide. You're listening to Liberty News Radio. USA Radio News with Lance Pride. As a record number of police officers are losing their lives in this age of police reform, slain NYPD officer Wilbert Moore's sister speaks out at his funeral Wednesday on defunding the police and current policies that makes everyone less safe. Ms. Moore's comments via a translator. How many Wilberts? How many Jasons? How many more officers have to lose their lives before this system changes? The NYPD protects us, but who protects them and who looks after their lives? The president and the attorney general join Mayor Eric Adams and Governor Kathy Hochul for a gun violence strategies partnership. That meeting will be taking place after 12 noon Eastern in New York City. A major winter storm with millions of people in its path continues today. A mix of rain, freezing rain, and snow can be expected in Oklahoma, Kansas, Missouri, Illinois, Indiana, and Michigan. Airlines are expected to cancel flights today throughout the affected areas. USA Radio News. This report sponsored by IBM. The COVID-19 pandemic has forced consumers and businesses to adapt, and many of those changes are here to stay. A recent study of over 19,000 participants conducted by IBM's Institute for Business Value and the National Retail Federation reveals that hybrid shopping and sustainability are top of mind for consumers in 2022. Hybrid shopping mixes the physical and digital experience, and Gen Z consumers are most likely to blend in-person browsing with online purchases. Retail businesses are reshaping operations with new technology to make it possible. Carl Haller, IBM retail industry partner. The pandemic has changed the way we live and the way we shop. Many habits that consumers started out of necessity are now the norm. Retailers must leverage new capabilities such as AI, blockchain, advanced analytics, and hybrid cloud computing to meet shoppers where they are and deliver a fully integrated hybrid retail experience. Beyond convenience, customers are also interested in making more climate-conscious shopping decisions, with 62% willing to change their purchasing habits to reduce environmental impact. For more, visit IBM.com slash IBV. Donations to aid groups in Afghanistan have been given the green light by the federal government. The U.S. told international banks and aid groups that transferring money to Afghanistan for many humanitarian purposes would not violate sanctions against the Taliban. The terrorist group took control of the country in August. The U.S. Treasury Department said transactions which pay for public school teachers and health care workers at state-run hospitals are acceptable. In the USA Radio News Midwest Bureau, I'm Katie Lewis. One person has died and several others were hurt last night after a Butte County shooting inside a bus in the town of Oroville, California. Oroville police are reporting they started getting calls around 7.35 p.m. Pacific about a shooting inside a Greyhound bus outside the AMPM store. The suspect fled the scene and was caught inside a Walmart thanks to phone tips to the police department. The unidentified suspect is in custody in the Butte County Jail. Thanks for listening. It's well appreciated. We are USA Radio News.
All right, live on your radio, ladies and gentlemen, Chris Carlson, Sam Bushman, breaking it down like nobody's business. The Federal Reserve is a criminal organization, ladies and gentlemen. Those who have been involved and backed it, those who have turned a blind eye to it, uh, literally are criminal by nature, ladies and gentlemen. It is absolutely fraud at the highest levels. It's been going on in America for nigh, well, I should say over 100 years now. And ladies and gentlemen, we understand, but now they've got a total news blackout of the financial news story going on. In fact, it's so much that even Glenn Beck's talking about it. Uh, <laughs> hidden data from the Fed should be today's biggest story in the world, says glennbeck.com. That's shocking. Glenn never talks about the Federal Reserve. The sad part about Glenn, though, is he admits to it and he highlights the shocking stories, a shock jock would, but he doesn't tie up the loose ends, which is the only solution is to abolish the Fed. First to audit them, then to abolish them, and then to hold those involved criminally responsible. Until we get that done, it ain't going to change. It's going to get worse. And the longer we wait, the harder the fall, Chris. Yeah, so Glenn Beck does a great job, as you said, Sam. And you can, this is just a four-day-old four article. You can go to glennbeck.com. It, um, it's on January 31st. So what's that, four or five days ago? And he does a really good job of it. Um, and he's quoting uh, an expose from Levy Economics Institute. It's, I guess, affiliated with Bard College in New York State. And what he does is apparently, Sam, and I don't, remember this happening apparently during the 2008-2010 subprime mortgage crisis the federal reserve wanted to place a moratorium on all the money that they dispersed to try to rectify that crisis 10 years do you remember that well we probably they probably didn't report it that's probably why nobody remembers it but apparently levy economics institute which is a think tank uh, associated with this college uh, disclosed that the disbursement of money was a lot more than we were told, Sam. We were told that it was about $1.59 trillion, okay? And it, and it was dispersed in two parts. The, the first part was the TARP, right? Troubled asset, uh, re, uh, troubled asset, what does that stand for? Troubled asset um, recovery program. And then there was the, the aspect where they dispersed money to businesses and individuals, American Recovery and Reinvestment Act. But if you add those two uh, disbursements up from the Federal Reserve, it only adds up like to, like I said, about $1.5 trillion. Glenn Beck goes on to say, well, no, that's not true, based on this report from the Levy Economics Institute. He says that um, according to the information that he had access to, uh, that Citigroup, which is a, a commercial bank, received $2.5 trillion. And this was... Uh, 22 years ago, you know, during the subprime mortgage crisis, or 24 years ago now, I guess. Okay, so Citigroup received 2.5 trillion. I'm not going to read all of these because it's just going to get boring. Morgan Stanley received 2 trillion. Bank of America 1.3. Merrill Lynch 1.9. And then he goes on, Sam, to list the European banks that received money directly from the United States Federal Reserve. Why are we giving money to European banks, Sam? I'd like to know. Well. Unfortunately, I already know because a lot of these European banks actually hold stock in the Federal Reserve, which, again, is a moral hazard, a.k.a. Uh, a conflict of interest. And I'll just name a few. The Bank of Scotland, the Bank of Germany, 
Uh, they received 1.3 billion, the Bank of Germany, the Bank of Switzerland, the Bank of the UK, 1.4 billion, France, Belgium, and it just goes on. Okay, so all told, Sam, and now let me stop you there to kind of tie the dots here. Some of these other countries have equivalents of the Federal Reserve to peddle their dishonest money as well. But what's fascinating about this is we, the American taxpayers, through the United States Federal Reserve uh, banking cartel, uh, we're the ones uh, that are giving money to all these other countries as well. Make yeah. sure we note that, Chris. Yeah, this is, folks, this is your money. Just because you don't see it uh, leaving your bank accounts or your wallets, don't think that it's not leaving. And here's the insidious thing, like I said before. It's not the actual dollars that are leaving your bank accounts. It's the value of those dollars. And we talk about inflation. Inflation is 7% now annually this year if you you know extrapolate it out month per month. Um, yeah, that's 7% though on the books, ladies and gentlemen. It's because the they have a manipulated ways of calculating inflation as well. It's way beyond that if you look at real numbers. In other words, you can't say we're going to look at inflation but take food and energy out of it, for instance. Why? Because yeah. you got to have food and energy as the core for living, folks. That's why. So they're manipulating even that number down to 7%, which is a sky-high number, but it doesn't even tell the real story is the point if you understand real, honest transparent economics chris oh, yeah exactly they, they, pretty much if the federal government says that you can you know it's a lie you know they're manipulating you and yeah it's double digit um joel skousen would agree with that okay so all told uh the, in 2008 to about 2010 during the subprime mortgage crisis sam 29 trillion this is glenn beck he's pretty credible he does pretty good research so i tend to believe him $29 trillion was dispersed by the Federal Reserve System. $29 trillion of your and my money, Sam, was dispersed, causing inflation. Now, fortunately, because of the, um, the petrodollar, that didn't have nearly as much of an impact as if we didn't have the petrodollar. I don't want to go down that road because that gets a little bit complicated. But think about it. We were told that a little over $1.5 trillion was dispersed by the Federal Reserve, when in fact the number is a lot closer to $29 trillion. In two, that was 24 years ago. Now, fast forward to the, today. Starting, and I'm just going to read word for word so I don't miss any details. Starting in, in September 2019, the Fed began giving emergency repo loans to J.P. Morgan Chase, and we talked about that and uh, these other banks. According to this report from the Levy Economics Institute, uh, the emergency repo started at 50 trillion per week, by the way. This is, this is the weekly amount that they were dispersing to these banks, 50 trillion um, you know, to these various banks. And then eventually, by April of 2020, Sam, that disbursement increased to 150 trillion Wait a minute. Billion. I'm sorry. It can't be trillion. <laughs> so so trillion. Or well, billion. Let's, let's hold on. Let's be clear for a second so people understand. We're already $30 trillion in debt. We just crossed the Rubicon on that. $30 trillion in debt. But if you count unfunded liabilities such as Medicaid, Medicare, Social Security, etc., some of the biggest expenditures we have, that coupled with dishonest compound interest, Okay, that's the core of the expenditures. And ladies and gentlemen, we're over $160 trillion with a T dollars on the bulkhead uh, for that if you count the unfunded liabilities. So it is out of control in the trillions to the point where 
I don't even think you can understand what a trillion dollars is, Chris. And I don't no, mean you like human. you can't and I can. I can't either. Well, a billion is hard enough to wrap your mind around. But a trillion is impossible. You're right. People Let me give you a good that. example to make the point. Are you ready? Yes. How much money would you like to receive a month to have just a killer income? You pick your number there, Chris. A month? I would yeah. be can I would be content, Sam, with ten thousand dollars a month. I could live like a king on ten thousand dollars a month. So one hundred and twenty grand. One hundred and twenty grand. I'd be living large, buddy. All right. Now you know the average American makes about fifty grand, right? Yep, I remember. So you you're talking that well over people. double that. Mm-hmm. All right. So go ahead and talk about this a little bit, but I'm going to give you some comparisons. Uh, based on your number that'll kind of put a million, a billion, and a trillion in perspective, okay? Okay. It's going to take me a little bit of calculation to do something, but I just want to kind of get you uh, an understanding, right? Um, So we'll talk about that uh, in a second. But understand, ladies and gentlemen, this is criminal. We've handed out money to banks, 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 banks. And the point that this group makes, this um, Wall Street, uh, what do they call this? Wall Street on Parade.com. Right. This group is documenting something that, you know what, nobody else is really willing to talk about. And I appreciate Glenn Beck willing to talk about that it should be the biggest story in the world. He's right. But nobody's talking about what needs to be done about this, Chris. No one's bringing it to real answers. Yeah, well, we are. It needs to be abolished. And, And you're right. They need to be prosecuted so this doesn't happen again in our future. I mean, our country is a constitutional republic. It's not a dictatorship. And we are being dictated to. Our president has less power than the Federal Reserve System. If he steps out of line, the boys of the Federal Reserve System have means and ways of eliminating him. Just look at John F. Kennedy. Our Congress has less power. We're being run by a banking monopoly dictatorship, Sam. And it needs to end. It really does. But we need to educate people on how this thing operates so that they connect the dots and they have that, um, that light bulb going on off in, in their head moment and realize the awful situation that we're in. These people can create money out of nothing. Something if, that if you or I did, Sam, we would be prosecuted and thrown in jail for. Wow, ladies and gentlemen, there you have it. Quick pause, more in seconds. Chris Carlson and Sam Bushman on your radio. Okay, girls, about finished with your lesson on money. Daddy, what is a buy-sell spread for gold coins? Well, when you sell a gold coin to a coin shop that's worth, say, $1,200, you don't actually get $1,200. But don't worry, we're members of UPMA now, so we don't have to worry about that. Daddy, what if somebody steals our gold? We don't have any gold at the house. It's stored safely in the UPMA vault, securely and insured. But the S&P 500 outperformed gold. Daddy, gold is a bad investment. Some people do think of it that way, but actually gold is money. And as members of the United Precious Metals Association, we can use our gold at any store, just like a credit card. Or I can ask them to drop it right into mommy and daddy's bank account because we're a UPMA member family. Find out more at upma.org. That's upma.org. Why don't we say to the government writ large, 
that they have to spend a little bit less. Anybody ever had less money this year than you had last? Anybody better have a 1% pay cut? You deal with it. That's what government needs, a 1% pay cut. If you take a 1% pay cut across the board, you have more than enough money to actually pay for the disaster relief. But nobody's going to do that because they're fiscally irresponsible. Who are they? Republicans. Who are they? Democrats. Who are they? Virtually the whole body is careless and reckless with your money. So the money will not be offset by cuts anywhere. The money will be added to the debt, and there will be a day of reckoning. What's the day of reckoning? The day of reckoning may well be the collapse of the stock market. The day of reckoning may be the collapse of the dollar. When it comes, I can't tell you exactly, but I can tell you it has happened repeatedly in history when countries ruin their currency. All right, back with you live, ladies and gentlemen. Sam Bushman on your radio, hard-hitting talk. I'm with Chris Carlson, and we're breaking down this dishonest money scam. The Fed literally gave money to a lot of U.S. banks and banks around the world, many of them stockholders in the Federal Reserve, ahead of the cocoa meltdown. It was a big financial bailout. Uh, many say there wasn't a liquidity crisis at the time, uh, but I say it was a predicted liquidity crisis. They're, the banks are saying, hey, if you're going to go ahead and spin us into oblivion, if you're going to go ahead and hand out money because of the COVID virus, whatever you're going to do, um, if you're going to increase the debt to this degree, you're going to have to give us some money ahead of time or we cannot handle it. That's what's going on. Glenn Beck says this should be the biggest story in the world. I think he's right. But I also think no one's taking you to the real answer, which is you got to audit and end the Fed and prosecute the criminals involved. If you don't do that, you won't be anywhere for solutions, Chris. Yeah, and because we can talk about it all day, but what difference will be made? Yeah, and if you don't educate the people on it, it's not going to happen because the people need to understand and get behind the cause to abolish the Fed. It is a righteous cause. It is a God and uh, Jesus Christ-fearing cause. It needs to happen one way or another, and it will happen whether it's done peaceably or violently. It will happen, and I prefer to have it done peaceably, Sammy. As you know, I'm a peace-loving type of person. Anyway, getting back to the Levy Economics Institute report that Glenn Beck is breaking down, according to this report, Sam, a total of $95 trillion was dispersed during the emergency repo loan uh, period that we talked about from 2019 to 2020. $95 trillion uh, when they cranked it up to $150 billion uh, per week. And they just kept going and going. Now, if it's any consolation, I don't think uh, the majority of this money is being distributed, which is a good thing. I think it's just being retained by the big banks in preparation um, for their next power move. But it doesn't matter. Eventually, that money will be dispersed throughout the economy. It will cause, you think, 7% inflation. I know that's fraudulent, like you pointed out. You think that 10% or 12% inflation is bad. Just wait until all this money starts circulating in the economy. And it is, it is a security issue, too. You think about it. All of these foreign banks have all this money just ready to be dispersed if they so choose. They could sabotage our entire economy, the world economy, for that matter, because, you know, of the petrodollar. Anyway. Speaking um, of the petrodollar, though, eventually they're going to merge that. They're going to push for Canada and Mexico. 
uh, to become a block trade union with the United States. And to do that, they got to pass out a bunch of cash. Look, the, the Ponzi scheme has to have increased growth for it to succeed. In other words, at the end, you'll run into a wall if you don't increase or expand the people involved, in other words, the recipients, and the dollars involved. So they've got to expand this beyond uh, the United States, and they've got the money queuing up to make that happen. They've also got a big infrastructure plan, uh, you know, building bridges and trains and everything else that, you know, Trump talked about and Biden's talking about the same thing. We've got to rebuild the infrastructure. We've got to move to green energy and provide a gazillion jobs and they're fixing to use green energy uh, as the lie. Okay, this climate change thing is the big lie to back us into this continued massive expansion. Otherwise, the system will fail. And they're literally planning by declaring this, quote, you'll have to put us into repo land if you don't give us money ahead of time. That's kind of the plan. That's what's happening here. And they're setting the stage for this to occur. That's why it's all kind of been done in secret. Uh, because if they do it and then years go by... Then no one will tie the two together. But I'm telling you, they're related as part of the big plan, ladies and gentlemen. Be aware of that reality. Now, let me, I did a little bit of money thing for you to understand. You want $10,000 a month, you'd be doing great if you had that. Right, Chris? Exactly. All right, so when listen can carefully. I expect my first disbursement, by the way, Sam? <laughs> right now, buddy. You just call up okay. old Yellen and start yelling that you haven't got your money yet. Okay? Now, okay. here's the deal. If you had ten grand a month and you had a million dollars, you'd have money for 100 months. Got it? Okay. If you had a million dollars and you got ten grand a month, it would last a hundred months. If you had a billion dollars, it would last a hundred thousand months. Mm-hmm. And if you had a trillion dollars, it'd be a hundred million months. But still, I can't wrap my head around that. <laughs> I know, I understand, but see, that's the only kind of ways that we could try to put it in some form of understanding. Even though you can't kind of understand that, because then you start to say, Sam, what's 100 million months related to my lifetime? Right? 100 million months related to my lifetime? Yeah. Well, what the heck is that? Well, if you do 100 million months divided by 12, because you want to get years, right? Yes. Yes. It's only 8,333 years, bro. All right. Well, I I think I can outweigh that. Yeah. So all I'm saying is the number just exponentially increases beyond comprehension. You can't even count to a billion in your lifetime, ladies and gentlemen. You can't get it done. Yeah. Even if you started when you were five. All right. So you got to understand, maybe we don't really get our arms around it. I still can't understand it, but I do realize what the repercussions of it are, which means if we can't even understand it, The reality is we'll never be able to pay it back is the real salient point here. This is the biggest scandal in the world. But I'll give you an example, though. This hidden data um, doesn't even really, in my opinion, hit the tip of the iceberg. How much more is hidden about what's gone on for the last hundred years? How many more shenanigans have they pulled off and played games with, et cetera, et cetera? We go on and on and on. But the real takeaway is there's no effort to rein this in or do anything about it. Nobody seems to care but the very few of us who are warning that, you know what, if you continue to take a drink from the economic bottle of false prosperity, uh, you continue to have the stupor, at some point you're going to have to call a halt to the con game. At some point you're going to have to put that bottle of false prosperity down. At some point you will have to pay the piper, wake up, have the hangover headache, if you will. 
but to prove this is seriously going bad. While these big corporations are making ever-increasing profits, they're fleecing the rest of us. Here's the story. Amazon, with jumping profits. So Amazon had an increase in profits like never before, but they're still now. Amazon Prime membership is going up. The annual charge in the U.S. will be $139, up from $119. The monthly fee will be raised from $12.99 to $14.99. And uh, they say, hey, they got to raise this because they're providing you more benefits and it costs more for transportation and more for inflation and everything else. And so even Prime membership is going up. It all kicks off in February and March, if you will, this year. And you can say, well, that's not really that big a deal, Sam. It's only 20 bucks. Well, remember when they started... Ladies and gentlemen, they were at $79. This hasn't even been that long ago. Then they went to 100, then 120. Now they're going to be hitting 140. 79 to 140. Now I'll have to look back and try to find out when the $79 fee was, but that's a massive increase. 80 bucks to 140 bucks. It's almost doubled. In how long? And where will this go? And the reality is on a day to day basis, Chris, it is hard for people to even understand how they can afford a home. Or buy a car. The average car now, average brand new car is $45,000. The average used car is $30,000. The average cost for a home is well over $300,000. This is absolutely unsustainable for most Americans and most businesses, by the way. You know how much I paid for my first car, Sam, back in 1983? Mm, $300. Bucks. It was, okay. Obviously, it was used. I couldn't. 300 bucks. I paid 300 bucks for my first car in 1983. And you're saying the average used car cost 30000 Did I hear you Roger right? that. True story. Dang. Well, I'm glad that I'm all carred up, at least for the next few years. But can, can we, I want to mention this before we lose time here, Sam. Remember that this, this is all part of the Keynesian economic policies that were popularized by Ronald Reagan in the 1980s. Ronald Reagan started this whole thing about just printing money with reckless abandon, okay? This great conservative president. Uh, let me repeat that. The Keynesian economic reckless spending philosophy was popularized by ultra-conservative President Ronald Reagan, and it was continued by every subsequent president, president regardless of political affiliation. And Donald Trump was no exception. Joe Biden, Joe Biden's going to outstrip Donald Trump. If that's any consolation to you Trump fans, he's going to make Donald Trump look like a conservative because Donald Trump was not a conservative. He was a Keynesian, and all Keynesians are globalists because ultimately that's where this is going to lead us because we will experience a crash in the value of our dollar. And once that happens, Sam, the I'm not, I don't want to be a defeatist. I was about to say that America is going to go the way of the dodo bird, and I don't believe that's true. We're going to go through some really, really rough times. Well, and that's the, the point, though. Hey, America's not going to be gone forever. I believe that God will preserve a people to receive Christ when he returns. So let's be very clear about that. But in the meantime, it's how brutal, how hostile, uh, how tyrannical it's going to get along the way. What happens when the people call in the debt? These foreign nations will all want a piece of the American pie, which means land and more and so it's going to be very brutal as we go through it and the longer we wait for the con game to end the worse it's going to be in terms of uh the repercussions at the end yeah in other words the longer you drink from the false economic bottle of of 
pretend prosperity, uh, the worse the awakening up is going to be. The more damage is done to the body. And remember, nations are judged virtually instantly. They're not judged at the judgment bar later. They don't have a soul. And so the repercussions and the consequences cannot and will not be avoided. So that's why it's so important to get a handle on this sooner than later, Chris. And that's the part that most people, even Glenn Beck, don't really double down on. Yeah, and if it's any consolation uh, to those people that are just kind of going along to get along, we won't have any more Super Bowls, folks. That's going to be the consequence. We won't get updates on how the Kardashians are doing. Maybe that'll get their attention, Sam. <laughs> but So the question know, left is what can we do to prepare for the crash, huh, Chris? Yeah, what can we do? Um, and we, I think almost every show we talk about this. We need to be as self-sustaining as possible, Sam. We need to get food storages. We need to plan on how we're going to heat our homes in the middle of winter because it's going to get rough. But as you have often said, and as I concur with you, Sam, this nation shall endure. I don't doubt it because it was ordained of God from the very beginning. I see God's hand in its history, throughout history, all the way up until today in my personal life and in our national life. And God will not let a concept as great and as marvelous and as glorious as the United States of America go to the wayside as long as there are a handful of patriots uh, to uphold and sustain our constitutional principles God will preserve this nation and it will again become a great nation as it has been in the past I don't doubt that in the Federal Reserve we trust <laughs> not Ladies and gentlemen, yeah. in God we trust is the motto of the greatest country on the face of the earth. And don't you believe otherwise. They want you to believe in the arm of flesh, shall we trust? In the Federal Reserve, shall we trust? In the latest sex scandals, shall we trust? Okay, it's a lot in the celebrity world we trust, in the tabloids we... No, 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 no. It is in God we trust, ladies and gentlemen, where we believe the real answers and solutions are found. Let's be very clear about that. The final word's yours, Chris. Yes, that's a big 10-4 there, Jabberjaw. Without God, we can never win. With God, we can never lose. The battle for freedom is the Lord's, but we need to be engaged in the fight. Lieutenant Carlson and liberty-loving Americans everywhere, continuing our duty, sir. It is about God, family, and country, and always has been and always will be. We declare this nation shall endure. God save the Republic of the United States of America. Atop the Rocky Mountains, the crossroads of the West. West. You are listening to the Liberty Roundtable Radio Talk radio Show. Talk show. All right. Happy to have you along, my fellow Americans. Sam Bushman live on your radio. Hard-hitting news that it was refused to use, no doubt, continues now. This, my fellow Americans, is the broadcast for February the 4th in the year of our Lord, 2022. This is a freedom-loving, fantastic, faith-filled we're taking America back, one heart, one mind, one issue at a time. Friday, we also want you to know that we declare this nation shall endure. We believe in the greatest country on the face of the earth. We believe in the supreme law of the land. We believe in the checks and balances that made America great in the first place. And we believe turning to God rather than government is the ultimate solution. Welcome to the broadcast. Hope you're all doing absolutely 
fantastic, ladies and gentlemen. Man, we've got so much to talk about, so little time. Dr. Scott Bradley's with me. Welcome to the broadcast, sir. Well, thank you so much. I'm uh, always glad to hear you guys' voice, uh, your uh, board op and you, and hear a little bit of a report from some of the different locations around the country. We're a mighty frosty morning here in my neck of the woods at 6 degrees Fahrenheit. Woo-hoo! And uh, so it's mighty fresh. And, uh, you know, it, it looks pretty clear, though. And actually, we should have a pretty good day. But uh, this weekend, our 15th grandbaby is due. So we're looking forward to that. You know, the congratulations the to all of you on that wonderful achievement. Absolutely. Blessing from the Almighty. Absolutely. Well, that's what I'm talking about here. We. We see all of the churn of the world and the political nonsense and the the buffoons that seem to try and ruin our lives and everything like that. And God continues to bless us with the things that really matter. And, and you know what? Uh, we need to cherish those things because there's always those scoundrels attempting to divert our attention from the correct path, you know? Ladies and gentlemen, I submit to you that America is under condemnation. Okay, America is under condemnation is our topic today. Let me explain what I mean. Ladies and gentlemen, God put forth his message of liberty as he helped the ragtag band known as the colonies. The very few that were willing to even stand up for the sacred cause of liberty in the days of the colonies. He helped that. I would call them the renegades. He helped these renegades. Beat the biggest, baddest military in the world. That was no accident, ladies and gentlemen. But God gave those who gave their sacred honors, their fortunes, their all to the sacred cause of liberty. He gave them a charge, if you will, a covenant. We've talked about this somewhat before. But I submit to you that we're under condemnation because we're breaking our part of the covenant. We as a nation are turning our back on Almighty God. We look to government for solutions. We look to stimulus money for answers and to save us. We look for a Donald Trump or a Barack Obama or whoever to save us. We look for love in all the wrong places, ladies and gentlemen. And I'm telling you right now that America is under serious condemnation. The question becomes, is America condemned to repeat history and go the way of the dodo bird, as one person put it? Uh, is America going to melt down like Rome or like the historical, quote, powerhouses before it? Where are we at? What are we going to do? What's going to be the future of the greatest country on the face of the earth? Is America becoming a satanic nation or a God-fearing nation? All right. There's a lot to discuss here, ladies and gentlemen, but I'll give you some examples. We violate the Sabbath day routinely. It was supposed to be a sign between God and us of our faithfulness to him, of our willingness to listen and obey him. It was supposed to be a delight. That's the Sabbath day. But we break it with reckless abandon now. Entertainment, buying and selling. I could go on and on and on. We even have the government by force saying, thou shalt not attend your worship services. It is absolutely psychotic out of control, and flat-out unacceptable. 
in a God-fearing nation, a covenant nation like the United States of America. Ladies and gentlemen, let's be clear. From Sabbath day breaking to scandal after scandal in the news, America loves a great scandal. Until the next one comes along, (laughs) they love sexual scandals. You've got CNN with scandal after scandal. You've got sex tape scandals. You've got the John F. Kennedy, Marilyn Monroe scandal of the, I don't know if you want to call that the scandal of all time, but probably the biggest one, in, at least in our lifetimes, right? You've got scandal after scandal. You've got dishonest money at the core of every single transaction. You've got the deep state, the shadow government on the take like you've never seen before. You've got murder and mayhem and disorder. You've got all the things that the Bible tells us will be the repercussions of a turn-your-back-on-God society. Now, to end up my monologue before we turn it over to the great Dr. Bradley to discuss this, I will say this. We've broken our covenants. We've turned our back on God as a nation. I know there's a faithful many. There's more faithful people nowadays than there was in lots of time biblically, that's for sure. But, ladies and gentlemen, let's be very clear. Nations are not judged later at the judgment bar for their actions. Nations have no soul. Therefore, there's immediate repercussions or consequences for actions or the lack of action, if you will. The lack of action is the lack of repentance. The actions are the continuing wayward trajectory of the freest people in the history of the world for the longest time. The greatest country. We are absolutely jettisoning everything we hold dear and ladies and gentlemen if you think that can happen without consequences you are sorely mistaken dr bradley i don't mean to paint a negative picture but i do want a reality check i do want to focus on solutions as we go but i want people to understand look america is under great condemnation because we are violating god's laws literally at every turn and that is absolutely a thousand percent against or 180 degrees from uh, what the covenant, the beginnings of America once was, and with our prayers and hard work can be again. Doctor, let's start there. Well, you've opened a massive, uh, I don't know, Pandora's box in terms of trying to expose so much in so little time. Um, you know, we as a nation have been blessed so abundantly with all, virtually everything that any nation in the history of the world would have felt themselves overwhelmed with. Uh, few, if any, nations have ever had the, the widespread prosperity and peace and the privilege of worshiping and, and raising our families and everything. It goes back to the general welfare clause in the Constitution. <coughs> general welfare being the idea that it's good government. It's a, it's a predictable, it's a secure path that they tried to set up, a pathway that would allow us to have prosperity and peace, that would have, you know, d- domestic violence would be minimal because there would be justice in the courts. Uh, invasions and, and wars would be prevented. Uh, the economy would have been uh, such that, that no funny money, if you will, no manipulation of the economy would be allowed to destroy uh, you know, your business or your prosperity in terms of, you know, any, any savings you've done through frugalness and so on. All of those things are in, in complete attack and violation now. We can look at the way we take war to the world. We can look at the way we abandon moral, moral character through entertainment and 
and music, so-called, and uh, the uh, the things that we put our hearts and minds into. Um, y you c you can look at how the the false economy is with funny money that's uh, the manipulated by um, uh, people that own our economy, the private investors, if you will, that own our economy and manipulate it in their own benefit. Uh, you know, we were shown the way by our founding fathers. Um, uh, but to be shown the way doesn't mean we're going to follow that way all the time. And sadly, we as a people have largely abandoned that, and we put our trust in things that are not not really our Savior. And, and you know, we think of ourselves as, uh, you know, we're pretty we're we're pretty sophisticated. We we don't worship those golden calf things that the uh, ancients did. We don't worship those workings of our fingers. But don't we? If if we worship those that uh, lead us as our saviors, if we uh, put at the forefront physicians and pharma companies and politicians and and uh, you know celebrities that that hawk different things to us. If we put those things first in our lives, that's kind of, I think, a sign of what we have chosen to worship. And so in spite of our, our supposed sophistication in saying, oh, no, no, <laughs> we, we never bow down before a golden calf, but wouldn't we? You know, are we now putting our energies and our, t you know, we, we, we hear the war drums being beaten. We don't look back at, the, at what our uh, founders gave us at such great cost. Uh, and we don't look back at the uh, disillusion of nations because of uh, turning their backs on Almighty God. Um, you know, Shakespeare in The Tempest, he said, what's past is prologue. You know, so meaning that the experience of the past is a, an introduction or a predictor to that which has come or is to come. And uh, there's a, a guy named George Santayana that uh, wrote something many, many decades ago. He said, those who cannot remember the past, well, we'll talk about this when we get back. It sounds like it's time to, to take a little break. Hang tight, ladies and gentlemen. Dr. Scott Bradley on your radio. I am Sam Bushman. Hard-hitting, candid talk at your fingertips always. LibertyRoundTable.com, LovingLiberty.net, BrideyOnRadio.com, and more as we continue on your favorite talk channel you know where the solution can be found mr president in churches in wedding chapels in maternity wards across the country and around the world more babies will mean forward-looking adults the sort we need to tackle long-term large-scale problems american babies in particular are likely going to be wealthier better educated and more conservation-minded than children raised in still industrializing countries. As economist Tyler Cowen recently wrote, quote, by having more children, you're making your nation more populous, thus boosting its capacity to solve climate change. The planet does not need for us to think globally and act locally so much as it needs us to think family and act personally. The solution to so many of our problems at all times and in all places is to fall in love, get married, and have some kids.
You are a racist. Your mom is a racist. Your dad is a racist. And your entire family is racist. And you should all be punished. That's what Governor Brad Little thinks about you. So much so that he took $30 million of taxpayers' money to force critical race theory down the throats of school children, even though the Idaho legislature voted against it. This is the doctrine that teaches your children that just because they are white, they are racist. Yes, your governor, good old Brad Little, violated the constitutional law and did this while you weren't watching. Why is Governor Brad Little paying to promote radical leftist doctrine loved by Democrats like Boise Mayor McLean and sleepy Joe Biden? This is Ammon Bundy and we need to completely reject critical race theory in Idaho. Paid for by Ammon Bundy for Governor. VoteBundy.com Promoting God, family, and country. You are listening to Liberty Roundtable Radio. Ladies and gentlemen, I'm telling you right now, America is under condemnation. We'll talk about that continuing with Dr. Scott Bradley, but I submit to you, the whole church is under condemnation. Ladies and gentlemen, we we must repent or else... There remains a scourge and judgment to be poured out on the children of America, ladies and gentlemen. We are experiencing, ladies and gentlemen, in my humble view, an unprecedented general loss of testimony in the atonement of and divinity of Jesus Christ. Right? This is at the core of this, ladies and gentlemen. And I'm telling you, we will reap the whirlwind. It will not be fun. Uh, Dr. Bradley, I say not only is it America, it's the whole church, sir. You know, it's, it's interesting that uh, if, if we look at history, which we really should, if, if we're going to learn, you know, we're going to have to learn from the lessons of the past. It is prologue. We find that uh, prosperity very often leads to pride, pride leads to an abundance and and the prosperity and pride together, we kind of tend to turn our backs on our God. I mean, it's like, what do we need him for? I mean, it's kind of like the guy that said, what do we need farmers for? We got grocery stores. We we don't really recognize that that the things we've been blessed with have a purpose. And and their their purpose is not basically to uh, make us, you know, so we can sit back and rest on our laurels and everything. They're to be used for good and noble purposes, to lift and bless the lives of our fellow men. And and so f- often if we get, you know, we get government handouts. I mean, you know, now we're going to go worship at, uh, at the government altar because, golly, they're the ones handing us all our prosperity, right? But we don't understand that what they're, what they're handing out is literally destroying our economy so that we will not have the prosperity that we've had in the past. Our children and grandchildren will suffer from that. But, oh, yeah, we've got a pretty fine automobile. We've got a nice home. We've got credit cards. We've got stock portfolios. We've got bonds. I mean, we've got sufficient money, whatever. I mean, stop and think about it. You look at uh, give us this day our daily bread. You know, that was <laughs> in the, the, the prayer that was offered so many, you know, centuries ago. 
very often we were very people were very fortunate to have sufficient to eat every day based upon their hard labor, the sweat of their brow, if you will. And nowadays people are, I mean, you listen to oh, advertisements, people trying to say, send us your hundreds of thousands of dollars and we'll make sure that you have a fat, lovely retirement or you're, you're always secure or whatever. You know what? God sometimes humbles us. I mean, sometimes, you know, he gives us enough to see how we'll handle. This is how I kind of look at it. How will we use the abundance, the prosperity, the peace, the the uh, circumstances that we live in? And uh, I think that, you know, that is a determiner or, or at least an indication of our character. And if we wish to uh, continue to have his blessings poured out upon us, I think it behooves us to try and figure out a way to use all the abundance and the circumstances and not turn to the pride of the world and uh, turn our backs on him and use Sundays as a holiday instead of a holy day and all those other things that come along with uh, ignoring what the commandments have been all along. And and we, we look at some of the ancient peoples that had the truth revealed to them. You know, Jacob's children, his 12 sons and the tribes that came from them, um, over time, they 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 just got distracted, and uh, I fear many times we're doing the same thing in our world today. And uh, you know, we we talk about you know you can't be a patriot unless you're run, willing to run off and and uh, kill some people around the world someplace. I mean, this is not the Prince of Peace talking. It's uh, the in, you know the war machine the. Uh, industrial complex that's going to make money off of these wars, and and it's the uh, uh, the big pharma companies, it's the uh, the big bankers that uh, that run our Federal Reserve, um, it's the entertainment industry that turns our hearts to the lust and leisure and licentiousness. I mean, there there's so many stumbling blocks you can't even hardly name them, and and we we seem to stumble over over all of them all the time, and and yet. We have been shown the way. We we have the Holy Scriptures before us. I mean, uh, I, I fear that there are many that never crack the book, so to speak. You know, it's kind of like, how are you going to get through the exam if you've never read the material? <laughs> you know? And uh, while we do know how it turns out, there's there's plenty of, of opportunity to fail along the wayside. And, and failure is an individual thing, as is salvation. And it behooves us to all say, ah, what lackest I? You remember the rich young man that uh, they came to the Savior and, and he he says, what do I need to do to get eternal life? And the Savior mentioned the things. I've been doing these all my life. He says, one thing thou lackest. And, um, and, and this was not a charge to be given to everybody. I mean, the Savior discerned the stumbling block that this man had. And it had to do with, uh, you know, his wealth. And he says, come follow me. Sell everything you got. I mean, he could do so much good with what he had. Again, this is not a charge for all of us. But but he said, sell everything you've got and come. And I think he was calling him to the apostleship. That's my personal opinion. doesn't say that in the scriptures. But I think he was offering him an opportunity to devote his life to the eternal truths that the Savior had uh, brought to the world and the hope that it was his. And this young man went away sorrowing. And and, uh, and sometimes I wonder, uh, what lackest I? I mean, it's an eternal 
introspection, and I do it to myself. I don't have to look at you, Sam, and say, oh, man, what's Sam lacking? Oh, man, if Sam just had this. Well, that's easy to that's easy to see. <laughs> well, that's maybe not, but maybe it is. But at any rate, I, I it's an introspection I think we all need to do. I, I think it's like, well, what am I lacking? Well, what could I do to demonstrate if, if in fact, there was – a charge brought someday that I was a Christian, I hope there would be enough evidence to convict me. And, and you know, someday that may be a really, really challenging spot to be in. And to say that, you know, in our time of prosperity, maybe that's uh, kind of a, eh, you know, who, who counts the cost ultimately? But someday that, that charge may have some, some heavy burdens because of the people that we put in charge. There's a concerted effort to destroy our religious liberties. You know, I, I, we've talked before about in September of 1990, excuse me, September of 2016, the uh, U.S. Civil Rights Commission met and put out a 296-page document. And the bottom line of the document is they're trying to define our religious liberties as narrowly as possible so that the you know our God-given rights will not take precedence over the quote-unquote, new rights created under the new regime. And uh, religions, uh, if you look at institutional religions, I think they need to wake up and recognize unless they stand tall and recognize uh, the privilege of worship is an individual privilege and, and religions uh, are established based upon that individual privilege, I, I fear that if the individuals lose their religion, uh, their privilege of worship, we'll find that the institutions end up kind of on the ropes too. And there, there'll be, oh, a mother may I institution. Mother may I get together and worship. Oh, yeah, you can, but you can only discuss these things within the walls of your chapel or synagogue or temple or whatever. Uh, you can't, no, don't take this to the marketplace. Do not take this to society. You, you can't talk on a radio show with Sam Bushman about the privilege of worshiping Almighty God. You know what? Somebody may be offended. You know, by golly, they, some of these guys may, may think that they're, um, they're being attacked because you speak of this man called Jesus, you know, and, and oh, man, we don't, we don't want to be constrained by all the things that, that he taught. And, and by the way, uh, Thomas Jefferson was a great advocate of religious liberty. I know we're all over the place. But people don't understand how individual this God-given right is. Uh, Jefferson uh, suggested that he was a religion of one because he felt his religious belief system was so unique among those that were on the earth at the time that there was probably nobody else that fully embraced what he did. And yet, and still, he had the right of practicing that religious belief. And he did temper that by saying it doesn't include this idea of, of doing things wicked and illegal. It's following the Savior's admonition, which he thought was the true gospel. His words were what we needed to listen to. Hang tight, ladies and gentlemen. Dr. Bradley on your radio. Hard-hitting talk continues. I submit to you that America and the whole church is under condemnation. we got to repent. We'll talk about it coming up. we got to talk about the four stages of the pride cycle as well. Hang tight. Your daily Liberty Newswire. You're listening to Liberty News Radio. 
USA Radio News with Lance Pry. In a show of unity, Chinese President Xi Jinping and Russian counterpart Vladimir Putin have met in Beijing as Moscow's deteriorating relationship with the West has pushed the countries to a more robust relationship, including business and a new gas and oil pipeline from Russia to China. Xi Jinping and Vladimir Putin via a translator on Al Jazeera. The world has undergone unprecedented changes and a pandemic in the last century. Sino-Russian relations have withstood the test of various storms. Deep historical traditions of friendship and mutual understanding have allowed us to take our relations to the next breakthrough level. More and more cities and states are jumping off the COVID-19 pandemic. Republican Governor Kim Reynolds is reporting Iowa's public health emergency proclamation will expire February 15th. Iowa says it's moving past the pandemic and will manage COVID-19 like other infectious illnesses. USA Radio News. Guys, are you tired of being tired, frustrated because it seems impossible to lose belly fat? If you're looking for a solution, then listen to Mark. I had fantastic results with the Andro 400 Max. Probably lost 35 pounds, and more impressive than that was the inches I lost off of my belly and my waist. And the increased energy is is fantastic. I'll be totally honest, I tried a different product, and I wasn't happy with the different product. You guys are considerably cheaper than the other brand, and I can really feel the difference. Andro 400 Max, the extra strength, all-natural testosterone booster. The safe, easy, and affordable way to gain energy and lose stubborn belly fat. Satisfaction guaranteed or your money back. Feel and look like a new man. Go to andro400.com or call 888-400-0435. 888-400-0435. Let's get a border crisis update. States along the U.S. southern border with Mexico continue to see a flow of illegal immigrants and asylum seekers arriving there in hopes of being allowed to stay. Arizona Republican Congressman Andy Biggs joins Fox Business to describe what illegal immigrants are doing as they cross into his state. Folks cross over, they get apprehended, they surrender, and it's, it, Maria, it's very casual. They come across, they all have cell phones, they're, they're, they're live streaming or FaceTiming back home, telling people they get there. And at the, and in other sectors along Tucson sector, these are the people in camo carrying drugs. So it's, it's, it's out of control. The Biden administration continues to argue that addressing the root causes of migration will reduce the flow of illegal immigrants arriving at the U.S. southern border. From the USA Radio News Phoenix Bureau, I'm Tim Berg. Thanks for listening. It's well appreciated. We are USA Radio News. Begging politicians, bureaucrats, and educrats, and all do-getters to please obey the supreme law of the land, the Constitution. This is Liberty Roundtable. My fellow Americans, I submit to you that the United States of America is under serious condemnation. In fact, the whole church is under condemnation. We've literally denied God Almighty. We're not obedient. We're truth and truce breakers. We're dishonest in all of our dealings, money at the core of it all. It's just corruption literally at every level, ladies and gentlemen. And the pride cycle is live and well today. You say, Sam, what the heck is the pride cycle? Well, it's documented in business for business leaders, etc. It's been talked about in church sermons really worldwide for quite some time. It's been documented in history 
till the cows come home. But we must repent, ladies and gentlemen. Otherwise, there remain a scourge and judgment to be poured out upon the people of God. All right? We are experiencing an unprecedented general loss of testimony of the atonement and divinity of Jesus Christ. All right? There are four stages in this pride cycle we speak about. Their success, warning, deception, and downfall, ladies and gentlemen. The solution to the pride cycle, let's be very clear, is to repent and have humility. Uh, with that, Dr. Bradley, let's back up to this pride cycle discussion a little bit because I think it's, it's, it's really where we are. You have success. America had the greatest success known to man for a country, for a society. The greatest economic engine, the freest, most prosperous, happy people on the planet. I mean, it was incredible success, right? Well, we've, we're also add to that the most powerful. I mean, we become point. the big bully. I mean, um, and I, I could tell you stories about where I've made presentations, and there have been people in America where I was calling us out and saying, we, we can't be the warmongers of the world, for example. And uh, I've had a silent reception and maybe had a, a foreign exchange student in the audience that talked after and said, you know, you're the only guy in the audience that gets this. This is how we look at America around the world, you know, as a boy. But, you know, it's interesting, the uh, the prosperity issue you talk about, uh, if, you, if you're if uh, you honest in it, look at throughout the history of the world, what nation has had a greater uh, run at, pr at prosperity? I mean, I'm not just talking about a few minutes or a few days or a few months or even a few years. We have had centuries of prosperity. And uh, that prosperity, I think, has brought us to the point where we probably are more susceptible to the pride cycle than almost any nation has ever had in all of history of the world. And to think that we might uh, somehow avoid the risks of the pride cycle, I think we're being a little bit puffed up in our pride. And, you know, you talk about morality and all those kind of things. Uh, here's a, a statement that J Thomas Jefferson made. He said, the interests of society require the observation of those moral precepts only in which all religions agree. For all forbid us to murder, to steal, to plunder, or bear false witness. Now, just a second. If you wanted to deconstruct that, the murder is war. The stealing has to do with government th things, and plundering has to do with it. The false witness has to do with the way we're manipulating our court systems. Okay, so anyway, you say, oh, we don't do that. Oh, yes, we do. It's, it's epidemic, if you will, in society. I'm going on with this statement, though. And that we should not intermeddle with the particular dogmas in which all religions differ. I mean, think about it. The mode of baptism, for example. How do you get this Holy Spirit? All that kind of stuff. We differ from many religions and which are unconnected with morality. He ties it all back to morality. The practice of morality being necessary for the well-being of society we all agree on the in the obligation of the moral precepts of Jesus, and nowhere will they be found delivered in greater purity than in his discourses. That's the end of his statement. Now, here's an interesting. Every night before his, he retired, he read in the original languages the pure doctrine of Christ, if you will, reading his discourses only. He felt that priestcrafts and, and different religious dogmas had, had entered into and changed that in the shape of the religions of the day, that's why he felt so unique in his religious beliefs. But yet what he tried to go back and study were the, were the words that are captured of, of the Savior while he walked in mortality among his fellow man upon the earth. And, and so every night he studied them in, in the original languages. And, and the idea 
that uh, that's the religious freedom that we have. I mean, he, if, if you've got a religion that believes in honor killings, for example, that violates the forbidding of murder. Uh, if, you, if you worship at the altar that says, oh, we've got to be able to have our agent, the government, come and take what you have earned to redistribute it to somebody else, they're, they're stealing and plundering, okay? All of these things uh, can be found in the modern society in a, in a just great abundance. And, and what we do is we, we deceive ourselves, and I don't know how else to put it, to believe that, oh, no, we're much more sophisticated than that. Oh, I mean, we, we don't steal. My goodness gracious, I, I wouldn't steal. But we elect individuals that take from others using the force of government that's one of the ways that we understand, uh, at least many people say, well, that's, you know what, I can do what I want to do if I get my agent to do it for me, and I make the law reflect what I want it to be so I can manipulate it. And by the way, that Frederick Bastiat spoke at length about this, about having the gendarmes. You know, he was French. The, he says, you get the police on your side. And we see this, by the way. I don't know if you've seen some of the interactions with the uh, truckers up in Canada that the police are going to strong arm, use force to break the back of their efforts to regain their freedom in a nonviolent way. They're out uh, showing uh, the, the hundreds of thousands and even millions of people that want their freedom back and the gendarmes, the police of the day, the Royal Canadian Mounted Police are, are saying, no, we're going to come in and we're going to break your back by arresting you, confiscating your trucks. Uh, we'll imprison you, and we'll we'll take you out of here in a police car or whatever, and and so the gendarmes have been co-opted in many instances, and it's time for our gendarmes to say, no, my job. You know, you, you look at what Richard Mack talks about with the with the uh, constitutional sheriff, and and how the sheriff is is really got a responsibility to preserve those blessings of liberty for our fellow man, and and when. Uh, the the people's agent, if you will, becomes involved in the stealing and plundering and so on, uh, the the taking away of God-given rights, the, the you know the right to keep and bear arms, the privilege of worshiping. I mean, think about how we've been denied our privilege of worship because of a phony baloney movement um, and and uh, the idea of uh, assembly uh, to be able to speak freely about it. I mean, uh, I. I've told you before on, on your program how my 1,500 videos that I had on my website have been expunged because they don't meet the uh, standard that's now, uh, and believe me, they're not profane. <laughs> well, There's and Dr. Bradley, this highlights the four stages in the pride cycle that you mentioned. So we had incredible success. We've had warnings uh, till the cows come home. And now we're at the deception stage. We're well into it. The deception stage says, Dr. Scott Bradley, your videos can't even be seen. Because if people see the truth, they might recognize the truth. If they recognize the truth, they might embrace the truth. If they embrace the truth, the con game's over. So we got to, by deception, take down everything that you do. 
we got to call it fake news, and we got to say it's not factual, and we got to fact check you, and we got to, and we can't have an important dialogue. The First and Second Amendments being obliterated before our very eyes. We're in the deception stage, deception about honest money or that that debt matters. The deception about, hey, you know what? You can't even really attend church because, by golly, if you do, everybody might die. So you got this deception about going to church. You got we're well into the deception stage, approaching the downfall stage in the pride cycle right now, sir. Tragically, uh, I fear you're right, Sam. And 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 it it's time to turn it around. It's time to say, wait, wait, wait. What lack I? You know, and we've got to stop making these institutional decisions that allow theft and deception and everything to occur, uh, whether it's the bankers or, or whether it's uh, our political uh, powers that be that are redistributing our wealth. I mean, the people say, oh, wait, 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 the government gave me my $1,200 or 14 or whatever the number is that they've been handing out like uh, hotcakes. Oh, no, no. I, I mean, I personally know, personally people that profess to be great, greatly devoted to liberty. And they run small businesses that they have, accept, have accepted government handouts of hundreds of thousands of dollars that were unrighteously pillaged out of the hands of, of hardworking people. And you know, it may have been only been $10 or $50 or $1,000 for me, but it was done in an order to be able to redistribute that wealth according to the the way that people have pulled the levers of government and and if they're pulling them their favor excluding the things of liberty we're in deep trouble deep trouble ladies and gentlemen the pride cycles real history documents that we are in the deception stage well into it on every front the downfall stage is approaching i pray it isn't true but i predict it's reality we're in trouble in America, ladies and gentlemen, but there are solutions which we point to every day on your radio. Dr. Scott Bradley returns in seconds. The Foundation for Moral Law is a nonprofit legal foundation committed to protecting our unalienable right to publicly acknowledge God. The Foundation for Moral Law exists to restore the knowledge of God in law and government and to acknowledge and defend the truth that man is endowed with rights not by our fellow man, but by God. The Foundation maintains a twofold focus. First, litigation within state and federal courts. Second, education conducting seminars to teach the necessity and importance of acknowledging God in law and government. How can you help? Please make a tax-deductible contribution, allowing foundation attorneys to continue the fight. You may also purchase various foundation products as well at morallaw.org. Located in Montgomery, Alabama, the Foundation for Moral Law is a nonprofit, tax-exempt 501c3, founded by Judge Roy Moore. Please partner with us to achieve this important mission, morallaw.org. The spirit of the American West is live and well in Range Magazine, the award-winning quarterly devoted to the issues affecting the American West. Each issue contains informative articles, breathtaking imagery, as well as the culture of cowboy spirit today, and gift ideas like the 2021 Real Buckaroo Calendar. Order online from rangemagazine.com. Loving Liberty Network salutes the spirit of the American West at rangemagazine.com. 
Decades after Jimmy Carter, Joe Biden picked up where he left off. With America surrendering to terrorists, Biden's foolish spending is causing inflation, which means more pain at the pump, higher prices on groceries, devaluing your retirement savings when you need it most. Once was a mistake, twice is a disaster. America needs strong leaders, not weak ones. Save America JFC is responsible for the content of this advertising. With news the networks refuse to use. You are listening to the Liberty Roundtable Radio Talk Show. Ladies and gentlemen, Dr. Scott Bradley, freedomsrisingsun.com. His lifelong eternal goal is to preserve the nation. Uh, and his collegiate series is available to match at freedomsrisingsun.com. Uh, we're talking about the pride cycle and the four stages. And first is incredible success. America's seen it. Then comes the warnings. We've had warnings aplenty, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, then the deception stage, which we're well into, followed by the great fall, if you will, stage. We're in the deception stage, and really the deception has been going on for quite some time, well over 100 years with the Federal Reserve, for instance. Deception about what real, honest, valuable money is, etc. cetera. Uh, but really, I believe the deception really kicked off to where the nation didn't seem to care much about deception, uh, is in two of the greatest matters, the greatest sins known, which is murder. Hey, we go to war and we say it's necessary, but it's really unjust. It's a great deception about our foreign policy. And it's also a great deception about sexual promiscuity. We talked yesterday about we love a good scandal. We love sex talk everywhere. It's a shame. And we got to repent, okay? We don't need scandal. We don't delight when people get in. Uh, to family-destroying, heartbreaking, destroying reality. It never does anybody any good, but Americans seem to thrive on it and love it. The reality shows prove the point. The Bachelor, The Bachelorette, I could go on and on and on, right? All right, but listen, I believe we really crossed a Rubicon when Bill Clinton was president of the United States, the leader of the free world. Here he is. But I want to say one thing to the American people. I want you to listen to me. I'm going to say this again. I did not have sexual relations with that woman, Miss Lewinsky. I never told anybody it's a lie, not a single time, never. These allegations are false, and I need to go back to work for the American people. Indeed, I did have a relationship with Miss Lewinsky that was not appropriate. In fact, it was wrong. It constituted a critical lapse in judgment and a personal failure on my part for which I am solely and completely responsible. But I told the grand jury today, and I say to you now, that at no time did I ask anyone to lie, to hide or destroy evidence, or to take any other unlawful action. I know that my public comments and my silence about this matter gave a false impression. I misled people, including even my wife. Ladies and gentlemen, that's the president of the free world. And really, he got away with that with really no repercussions at all. In fact, there's serious allegations of rape, forcible rape by this man. The Me Too movement runs around and does nothing. I believe uh, that was the time that we kind of crossed a Rubicon 
Dr. Bradley, before deceptions had accountability, before there was some modicum uh, of honor and truth. And wait a minute, you know what? The wheels of justice may grind slow, but they do indeed grind. And the truth eventually will come out, et cetera, et cetera. Well, to some degree, the truth came out, but the accountability was severed uh, at that point going forward. Now, I know there's other points in history that you could look at, too. But to me, that was a critical one because it was so nationally covered it was so in your face and the american people really for the most part could care less doctor you know it's interesting um, i grew up in the father knows best era you know the leave it to beaver you know the the doris day time if you will and she was a little bit racy for uh you know or innuendo sometimes but but the point of the matter is that america uh, was largely a, a moral nation yes there was you know the uh underbelly that sometimes was so uh you know you had to go looking for trouble though i mean you had to go uh behind the counter to get the magazine or whatever you know it's one of those things but nowadays they're they're uh, blatantly exposed uh whether it's in your home on your television set with videos and and uh, those kinds of things and in video games uh the immorality the the deception the the issues of, of violence and and uh, using harmful substances that destroy souls, literally. Uh, there's there's uh, computer games out now where the players have to rape their sister in order to progress to a higher level. I mean, it's it's absolutely absurd what's happened. And and so you know, even clear back in you know 1974, when uh, the Watergate thing was going on, and and Richard Nixon uh, ended up resigning. Because there was an outrage, there was a bipartisan outrage at at what had happened, and and he was going to be impeached and removed from office, and uh, and he bailed and and got a pardon with a prearranged process that I believe was was thought through well, and and to tell you the truth, I mean as bad as Nixon's um, oh I don't know his offenses were, I, the things that have ha- that are happening daily now are. Are, they're way beyond that, and we give them a wink and a nod. And um, I'm, I just sure, think, I'm I mean, sure glad, uh, Doctor Bradley. I'm sure glad that no one took too much offense to that, because you know when Hillary becomes president in 24, I'll be able to have dinners with all the senators' wives. It's going to be phenomenal. You just wait. It's going to be a, a sight to behold. Well, some other new modern Lolita Express will will uh, continue to fly. Uh, and it's not just Bill Clinton. Bill Clinton may be a, an icon of it, that it, movement. It was, it was a chief, uh, in my opinion, jumping off point into this deception abyss, though, because it was the president of the United States with the audacity to blatantly lie to the American people, get caught and publicly admit it. I don't know that there's been such a blatant contrast uh, over a sexual sin, which is the one of the worst sins you can commit as a married man. I mean, it's murder and then sexual sins related to that. Um, you know, I don't believe that uh, Bill Clinton has enough knowledge to sin against the Holy Ghost per se. Uh, but you look at this, and the only real solution to the pride cycle, ladies and gentlemen, is humility followed by sincere repentance. That is the only way out of this, ladies and gentlemen. And if we're not very careful, downfall is the next stage or is starting to already even happen. Two stories to highlight the point. Listen carefully. Told to restrict free meals to the homeless. Now the church sues city in Oregon. So an Oregon church was told they could only feed the homeless twice a week. 
And the church got so incensed, they literally sued the Oregon City over this. We're talking about feeding the homeless. We're talking about clothing the naked. We're talking about one of those fundamental, true uh, actions of disciples of Christ, doctor. You know, it's interesting to me that the state seems to intervene. Again, they're trying to narrowly define those God-given rights that we have. And and let's go back a couple of years. And, uh, again, I'm not the head of any church or anything like that. But but I think back about when, when the government came out and said, oh, no, no, you, you can't have religious gatherings. I mean, okay, so... So wait, let me read the fine print. It says if a, a virus comes along or a, a perception of a virus, we have we have now lost our religious liberties. You know, if I had, I'm sad to say maybe I'm a little bit too, you know, in your face about this, but but my response as a, as a religious institution would have been to the government, the heck you say. That would have been the nicest way to put it. We are going to continue. We may choose to do something differently, but it will not be at your behest. You have no right to destroy our ability to get together, to worship, to hold our services in, in whatever practice there were. And we will meet you in the court, and we will turn it into a, a um, basically a, a court case that we invite all other religions to join us in. And, and we'll see how long, Mr. Governor or Mr. President, you can foist these things on our people again. We will choose, but we will not be directed by government. And uh, But the fact is, we have bowed the knee often enough. Now, you mentioned war. War War is probably the most, it is the most onerous burden that any country ever, ever faces. But all other acts of immorality are magnified by war. War is institutionalized, legalized mass murder, okay? And so why, why should we be surprised if immorality uh, blossoms if if dishonesty blossoms if base behavior of all kinds blossoms every single bad thing is magnified by war and you and you look at how war has been used through the centuries we've talked about this before and and right now the the war drums are being beaten in the United States there's a distraction that needs to happen of the people away from the debauchery uh, a the, deception you mean yeah, well, it's a distraction that they're creating, that they're deceiving the people so the people will say, oh, we don't need to look at Joe Biden's incompetence and, and the, the invasion from the southern border, and we don't need to look at the uh, all of the immorality that's around it. Oh, my goodness, we're going to have to go to war with the Russians, or, or it may be some other process that happens. It may be the Chinese or whomever. But the idea is it'll distract from the incompetence and the failures of an administration. That's the way the, the government has always done thing, and, and Madison spoke of that um, clear back, you know, 250 years ago. Uh, and so we know that's how they do this, and, and we as a people have got to wake up and say, wait, 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 they're taking us to a war which literally will expand the immorality and all the other th- problems we have and accelerate the, the uh, demise of the nation, but yet and still, uh, we allow ourselves to be distracted. And again, it's a it's a personal introspection we've all got to do and say, where do I stand in this thing? Am I going to be with Lindsey Graham saying we got to go get some Marines killed on this thing? Or am I going to recognize that everything that's happening violates the baseline principles of the Prince of Peace? And um, 
uh, you know, we, we, you know, this is not to detract from the skills and the bravery and everything of the special operators that killed this ISIS guy. But, but look over there, look over there, they're saying to us. You know, wow, aren't we cool? We, we killed this ISIS guy. We created ISIS, really. We trained them. We uh, armed them. We, we funded them. Uh, everything. And, and now uh, we have the best enemies money can buy. Same thing happened with the Soviet Union. Same thing happened with China. We create the best enemies money can buy so that the uh, immorality, the, the pillaging of the people and everything like that can continue. And, and it's time for us to say, no, we're going back. We have, we have a pathway. I've told you the story. As a six-year-old, I got lost. And my first impression, which I followed, was to run. That did not make things better. You know, you don't get where you need to go by running through the briars and the brambles and stumbling in through the creek and falling over the deadfall, all that kind of good stuff. What you need to do first is sit down and look at your back trail. Keep your head. We have a back trail. That back trail is well-defined. We can go back to what was the baseline that established this nation. If we'll Ladies do that, and gentlemen, we'll be okay. We, ladies and gentlemen, we got to pray for a black robe regiment in America once again. We, the people, need to have humility and repent if we want to jettison the pride cycle, which leads to downfall. We're between the deception and the downfall stages for sure. Approaching downfall well into deception. Uh, and we need to change. It starts with humility, a recognition of reality, and then repentance to change the game. It's our only solution. But it is available. And with pure application of these principles, God will protect and preserve his people. That is a promise from God himself that I articulate on your radio to bring us into remembrance of what matters. This nation shall endure for Dr. Scott Bradley and Sam Bushman. FreedomsRisingSun.com. God save the republic.